You know, you guys, I I mean, I think I've said it on this show. I'm pretty sure I have. I know I said it a thousand times on Movies Made Me. I cannot stand The Wizard of Oz, but I finally came across something, a, a Wizard of Oz-inspired thing that I actually enjoyed, uh, which was episode nine of Fargo season four, which weird that it was a Wizard of Oz inspired episode, but it was, uh, except that because I have so hated the Wizard of Oz, I then after the episode had to go online and look at what everybody was posting about it to figure out what all of the connections to the Wizard of Oz were. Because uh-huh. I was like, yeah, those two guys, their names, I never would have put that together that they were the names of these guys in the Wizard of Oz. And I, I got that. I got there was a whole, you know, Wicked Witch of the West, Wicked Witch of the East, whatever it is thing uh, going on. But it's so, it, it, it was interesting to me just that there was actually a wiz that the Wizard of Oz could be turned into something that I, might enjoy you know (laughs) (laughs) but it had to go through fargo to get there (laughs) wow (laughs) so i don't think i've ever heard you actually say exactly why you hate the original wizard of oz i don't that's true i don't know if i can really articulate it i think i just you know sometimes there are those movies that are just they just don't work for you, like on an overall level. I know I used to watch it with my sister when I was a kid, when I was quite young, and they would show it on TV from time to time. Um, but I think it just never, like I would watch it, but it never really captured my imagination the way it seems to do with everybody else. Like I didn't grab onto it, and I, I don't know what, the separation is for me. Maybe it's those ugly flying monkeys. I don't know. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they were terrifying. They were, they were pretty terrifying. terrifying. Yeah. For a young kid. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the other day, uh, we have a friend named Aldrin, who's our storyteller for the Vampire the Masquerade role-playing game. And after we'd finished up, we were chatting, and he started talking about Return to Oz, which is like a pseudo-sequel uh, to The yeah. Wizard of Oz. I this came out in 85 and I legit I would have been 10 years old so it would have been right in my wheelhouse to see I have never heard of this movie until he brought it up I've, have you ever seen it I've I have heard of it but of course had absolutely zero desire to see it because <laughs> why do I want to go back to Oz again <laughs> well yeah, I I'd definitely I'd seen, it. seen it I'd seen it before but uh, I I don't know why anyone would bring it up. <laughs> well, here's how he sold it to me. He said it's a straight up horror movie. Oh gosh! And when oh. I looked it up on iTunes, iTunes legit has it classified in the horror section. Oh, interesting. The does Dorothy get killed or something? Because I might like that. <laughs> Child death is the best. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. <laughs> That won't be taken out of context. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now it's on your list. All right. Well, as much as I don't want it to be, I guess Return to Oz is on my list.
My name is Elisa, and I have not seen Return to Oz. My name is Andrew, and I had seen Return to Oz before. My name is Bethany, and I have not seen Return to Oz. I am Cheryl, and I have not seen Return to Oz. My name is Joe, and I have not seen Return to Oz. And this is It's On My List. For this episode, we have a special guest, uh, a friend of ours, Mr. Aldrin Corneo. He is a design supervisor for American Dad. He is a fellow LA comedy fan. I met him for the first time in the back room at Meltdown Comics for a comedy show. He is our vampire storyteller for Elisa and I's little campaign with Vampire the Masquerade. And we welcome you, sir, and thank you for bringing this uh, very dark, twisted, bizarre fairy tale of a horror film for kids. <laughs> Hey Joe, thanks for that. Thanks for that colorful yeah. intro. I appreciate it. And uh, I am Aldrin, and it is my fault that all of y'all have had to see Return to Oz. <laughs> you know, I I almost cursed you even before watching it. So uh... I'm warded against curses, so it wouldn't yeah. work. <laughs> Good for you, man. I mean. <laughs> So what's uh, so? Tell us why you wanted us to watch it. <laughs> um, well, like like Joe was saying, I did. It was it was after we had played uh, a game of Vampire the Masquerade, and I guess I had some dark thoughts on my on my mind. And um, yeah, uh, not a lot of people talk about Return to Oz. Um, I even think I might have seen Return to Oz before I knew there was a Wizard of Oz. Oh, which that that seems ridiculous and can't be true, but. Um, <laughs> But I, I do have fonder <laughs> memories of this movie than I do about the one that um, is that Cheryl who doesn't like it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I have fonder memories of Return to Oz than Cheryl does of the original. <laughs> I'm happy for you. For one that. thing, no you know, singing. There was no works. singing. That is true. This is no true. Singing. I actually did appreciate that. And and you know for uh, it for a for a Disney movie for a it. For a movie from the 80s, it just goes straight to the point. Um, there, it doesn't really meander. It just goes, you're, you're, you've returned to Oz. Let's get out of it. <laughs> you're pretty correct about that. There's not a lot of Kansas time wasted, you know. I'm surprised it's right? a Disney film because it is pretty dark. You know, putting a, a child into an... A, what a, uh -huh. an asylum i guess for lack uh, of one thing words. that this um that was yeah, really it, scary it uh it pointed out to me something i had never considered before that the wizard of oz takes place as a period piece at the turn of the century yeah like it all happens mm -hmm. right before electricity is like huge um and i yeah. think as a child that never like that's something that would go over a kid's head like i didn't understand why there wasn't cars, <laughs> you know, oh. like, like, uh, you know, so it was a fantastical place for a place with no technology. Um, and it also, of course, it never occurred to me that, uh, her family would have thought she went crazy. Um, but, right. but like a little girl right. who wakes up from a coma and says that you were all in my, dr in, in my dreamland. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if this is actually based on the books that uh, Baum wrote as a follow-up, or if this was just something. I think it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I believe they they incorporate elements of the second and third books yeah. and combine characters and storylines, but basically it's following something that, uh, 
you know, except for the electricity, electrifying Dorothy <laughs> part. That was uh, yeah, um, the child. The electroshock therapy there, yeah. Maybe they hated Dorothy as much as Cheryl hates women. That could be. That could be. I mean, I wasn't, you know, too, I wasn't too upset that that was going to happen. But, you know. Are you saying Pink Floyd I, didn't help you enjoy Wizard of Oz? Oh, either? gosh. I have. No. I, I love the Pink Floyd half of that idea, <laughs> but I will not. I will not connect Pink Floyd and and the Wizard of Oz together. That's wrong. That's fair. That's fair. So. I will. I will say. Uh, <laughs> recently, I, I just got caught up on the um, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and there is an episode I think in season two or three where they all visit hell, and it's all this like uh, Wizard of Oz iconography. Yeah, there's a lot of it. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely season three. So, you know, Oz, Wonderland, these are all just, uh, you know, dark extensions of our of our mortal thoughts. Mm. Yes. Tim, Tim yes. Burton, I think, agrees with you with his oh, Alice yeah. in Wonderland yes. attempt. Yes. Which, uh, yeah, which I actually enjoyed, but I like that Burton aesthetic, you know. Not, not the... Wizard of Oz aesthetic. I anyway, think Burton might have liked the Return to Oz. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He definitely did. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so no matter we... what we all think of this movie, this movie rules yeah. because it gave us a Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh my God! <laughs> I could go with that. All right. So uh, Aldrin, I I really have to ask. So obviously, you you indicate you know you you watched this movie maybe even before you saw Wizard of Oz. But watching this film and being a fan of it, you never uh, uh, wanted to read the the Frank Elbaum book? No, you know, um, I don't know. I, I didn't really do a lot of like, um, you know, reading for enjoyment as a child. Reading was more of a thing that was forced upon you by the curriculum. Um, and so it, it, it probably never even occurred to me that there were books first. Uh, so, so yeah, I think I just remember, you know, sure, uh, Wizard of Oz was played during school on a rainy day and I wasn't paying full attention to it. But then for whatever reason, my cousins and I were introduced to the return to Oz. Maybe it was on TV or something and it was just put on to maybe shut us up or something. But it, it just kind of was like, uh, thing that stood out of my childhood because it's such a weird movie but i guess no more weird than other 80s movies like um like never ending story or gremlins or yeah any of that stuff never ending story vibes from this one yeah like oh i got i got really big dark crystal vibes yeah that makes sense too and labyrinth like all those 80s muppet movies you know and uh like yeah it's surprisingly I thought it held up. And then when I rewatched it a couple months ago, I was surprised to find it did still hold up to the standards that I had it up, <laughs> you know? Um, it's just, it's just like a dark, it's a, it's maybe first time I saw something that was that dark. That wasn't like nightmare on Elm street, you know? <laughs> uh, I do want to say up front that, I didn't hate this movie. Ooh. So yeah, same. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> I, I didn't like I didn't particularly like sure. it. But I didn't hate it. It was sort of meh, you know, which considering I went into it basically fighting the fact that I had to watch it. I did not wish to do so. Uh, That's what I was wondering yes. when it was brought up. I thought, oh, I wonder how it, what, 
<laughs> yeah, I was like all week. Like I, I wrote down what day I was gonna make myself do it. And all week I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to watch this. Yeah. I do not want to do this. And finally sat down a couple nights ago and watched it. And was like, oh, okay, it's fine. You know, I don't ever need to watch it again. But I, I didn't actively hate it. So yeah, same. I was Yay. expecting this to be like another Dark Crystal <laughs> thing where I'm like, I don't yes, want yes. I do. And then I, I, I found myself like enjoying certain parts, and but just like as a whole, I was just yeah. like, yeah, sure, fine. <laughs> exactly. It also had. It also reminded me a lot of. I don't know if people have seen. Uh, Captain oh boy, Captain yeah. Land, oh yeah. A, a lot of those uh, yeah. things. Like, yeah. Just the characters and in, in, of that year of those years in the '80s was a lot like that. I yes. Think probably could have been taken on the same side. That's hilarious. Uh, I mean, I do want. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, it's it's that I think it's probably that whole '80s practical effects thing. Where mm-hmm. they can yeah. really bring to life yes. a lot of fantastical stuff with foam and and whatnot, and no CGI. I mean, uh, aside from yeah. like the mirror effects that they were doing, like, like mm-hmm. I mean, that was probably advanced for its day. But um, you know, yeah, like the costuming, the like the wheelers. That's such a, a crazy idea that they were able to pull off, like. A bunch mm-hmm. of stunt people on yeah. stilt wheels just rolling around. Um, yeah, yeah, those can't have been easy to get used to wheeling around in in a in a hunched over position. Oh. Like, yeah, that's what I kept thinking about. Like, like how long did they have to work at those to be able to just? They were taking corners pretty effectively. Well, there. And that <laughs> reminded me of the big like stilt beings or whatever from dark crystal because mm. it's kind of like the same hunched right. over position like yeah. on stilts except they were they were walking and not like wheeling, wheeling. right <laughs> right I so would, like i would i would say like uh you know if if the convention culture ever comes back i would be impressed as hell if some guy dressed up as a wheeler and oh like gosh. wheeled through and, and like all that stuff yeah. you'd have to like hire some cirque du soleil dude for sure for sure Right. Yeah, <laughs> going down. <laughs> My only disappointment with the Wheelers is I hoped that they were the start of a bunch of different gangs who all had their own little thing. Interesting. And it was going to be like uh, the Wizard oh. of Oz meets the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, that would have been very '80s. I could see that happening. Yeah. What would what would some of the those other speech? <laughs> Do you think the monkeys like, are going to yeah, come maybe back? Maybe whatever or? the flying well, monkeys turned into, yeah. or like the last of the flying monkeys were their own little gang. <laughs> I, because I I do think it's the apple trees. Oh yeah. Oh there we go. Yeah. yeah to come to the that. lollipop guild was just all they're left with are sharp. Oh my god. Yeah. Beware the poppers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no, I, I thought. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, no. I I just thought it was really funny to me that various times throughout this film uh, Dorothy uh, would say something would happen or someone would get referenced and Dorothy would go I don't remember them oh yeah <laughs> and that was just very funny to me because it's a weird it's almost like a meta thing because they can't call this a sequel to the you know MGM right, 1939 Wizard right. of Oz but they ha- they it's the it's based on the sequel books yeah. And so it's kind of like Dorothy is us, who the audience, you know, in 1985, it's like, oh, it's a sequel to Wizard of Oz. They, they don't care that Disney or MGM made it. They're just like, oh, OK, we know these characters. Yeah. 
And then you get there and you don't know any of these characters. <laughs> right. And so Dorothy's the one for the audience that gets to say, I, I don't know what's going on either. <laughs> also, the, yeah. I've, the, I've been uh, here before and I don't know what's happening. Even though, the, even the though age Dorothy thing, references stuff that we've never heard of before, like, this must be the deadly desert. And you're like, wait, how you're do like, you know yeah. about that? What? Yeah. yeah. Right. Wait, when did you talk about that? I don't, yeah. <laughs> well, that's even the first uh, when she's talking to the psychiatrist who wants to electrocute her. Uh, she's like, "Oh, and there was the Tin Woodsman. Yeah, he cut off his own body parts what? and then replaced them with tin." Yeah, I'm like, of course, that that's the story. <laughs> yeah, for real. And that's and that's where you're like, "Yes, Auntie M, you work right to bring her here." <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. He chopped off all of his body parts. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I yeah, listening to that, I was like, "What?" Oh, <laughs> That's he even cut off his own head. That's enough. Dorothy. Yeah, I love this movie. <laughs> Dorothy, Dorothy, stop it! <laughs> that, that doctor was very calm. He was like, "Ah, yes, uh, any more?" <laughs> yeah. he, he did a great bedside manner though when they got to yes. the actual like electroshock yes. unit. Like, oh, there's the eyes and the nose, and what's this? Oh, that's the little tongue wagging. Yes. yes, he tried. He was trying his best to make her comfortable, and you know. But I mean, I love that it was yeah. played by Nicole Williams. Yes, and I'm like, oh my god, that's oh. Mar- yes, it is. That's exactly what I was thinking. That's oh. that's the I only thing I really that. know him from is Excalibur. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's got such a great voice. God, how many times did I watch Excalibur when I was a kid, man? <laughs> uh, and now I find it largely unwatchable but uh (laughs) yeah i thought i mean it was interesting yeah that he did have that bedside manner because i mean people who were doing that i mean that's still a treatment today uh but especially when it started that was seen as a very therapeutic thing so uh he didn't feel he was gonna you know do anything bad to dorothy and in fact the nurse i thought you know, she was weird. She was, she was, <laughs> she was, she was, had a, she was, she was pretty cool. Yeah, she, she was dressed, quite she frightening. She like the villain. Yeah. <laughs> she yes. had that Catholic nun But there energy. wasn't, but there wasn't <laughs> like. Collins shoulder pads. <laughs> but there wasn't like anything particular happening that was like, oh, you're evil. It's just the whole thing was scary to Dorothy. So she wanted to get out and, and we don't want to see her get you know, electroshock yeah. treatment. Well, the only reason uh, she got taken away at the end was because she literally lost two girls in a river. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, right. that took me a second to put together. I'm like, why is she being arrested? Oh. Yeah, no, honest, <laughs> honestly, until you just now said that, I didn't know why. I was like, why and, is and she arrested? To, to everyone she except for Dorothy, that other girl is, is dead. gone. Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Oh, no. No, but could everybody else see the other girl? Ooh, I don't know. That's unclear, huh? <laughs> I'm going to say no. And that's where this movie okay. is a legit horror film for me. <laughs> when she does get left at the asylum and Auntie M's just like, oh, I've never been away from her before, but I'm going to leave you here to get shocked. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah like, right. Get, hops <laughs> well, in the carriage and horses away. And then this poor well, little girl it, starts seeing a ghost. For all we know, like some yeah, little true. kid got killed with electroshock therapy. Right. And that's the ghost right. saying, get away. <laughs> right. Which is kind of what I thought. Up, yeah. When it started up, I told Joe, this is definitely some American. Oh. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, when, yeah, when she was there and then that l- little girl just kept popping up everywhere. That was, yeah. that was creepy. Yeah. That was I mean, all so Oz creepy. is is just a coping mechanism for a scared little girl. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I well, got in the books. It's a real. I, it's a real place. But yeah. <laughs> well, in the and movies, I, that's how they keep using in the movie. It. I thought as we were going into it, I thought it was all going to be like her delusions while she was undergoing the shock treatment. Ooh. Interesting. So oh, I was I kind of relieved. Movie. Yeah, but I was kind of relieved it wasn't in the end because that just seemed a little rough, you know. There, but yeah, there is some element of doubling the 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 doctor and the nurse show up as the yeah. gnome king and yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and the wheelers. Uh, but that's about we, it. No, the wheelers are the uh, the, the attendants yeah. and. Uh, Oh, right, right. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. The squeaking wheels right. are what yes. uh, inspire that them. That sound, yeah. And I think, I, yeah, I think it's TikTok, interesting that in this one, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say TikTok is the uh, is the contraption where you have to wind it up and like it has a, a mouth and a tongue yes. and all that. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jack is the <laughs> pumpkin. I mean, that's, that, that makes it. That does make it more interesting that TikTok is kind of the most helpful right. to her, and she, you know, the electrotherapy was what that right. was. Right. So. Right. Interesting. Yeah. And then, of course, Jack is the pumpkin <laughs> that the little girl brought to her. And, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, well, that, yeah. That that's um. Jack is odd. Well, Jack is just the <laughs> scarecrow, but dumb. Jack's not as weird as the sofa. Can we talk <laughs> about who the um, sofa? No, I think Jack's, Jack's weirder, but okay. Jack's. Yeah, I agree that Jack's the weirder. The moose is just he wants an abomination. To call everyone mom. I would rather spend <laughs> yes. a day with that guy than with a moose sofa. Yeah, no, the whole mom thing was super creepy. Like that he w- wanted to call Dorothy mom and then she let him call yeah. her mom. So he just kept going, mom. And I'm like, that's creepy. She's a little girl. She's not your mother. She is, like, and I she's, can't, I, like, oh. Now, can we say also that Feruza Balk in her first uh, feature film role As here. As Dorothy Gale. Uh, this is um she's younger than yeah than the Dorothy that yeah we knew. and that took me a second and then my brain probably just went oh MGM was like well it's supposed to be a ten year old girl but but we have Judy Garland and she's a star that's, right. I'm it's like exactly that sounds like uh, Hollywood at that time and today but wow. <laughs> And I want to say that 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 moose couch thing sounded like all of his lines were probably written by the uh, the props guys saying like oh, I don't know if I can fly but here we go. <laughs> like I'm not built up. to make a turn <laughs> yeah I don't know I used to be alive but here oh I am <laughs> the the, the, the amount of detail that the Gump remembers like oh I just remember being in the forest then I heard a loud oh sound now right. I'm here <laughs> right right. He was oh hilarious. Well, I just, I was like, at one point, like when he first comes to life and he's like, what am I? I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah. Like Dorothy's he, just out yeah. here creating these abominations. Of, this like, thing. yes, when he's yes. like, what am I? You know, like. Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was like, oh yeah, there's some horror in this for sure. Oh like, yeah. That and the, and the, all the heads in Mombi's chamber. That was the most simple talk about when, when re-referencing this yes. movie is they just block out everything and all they remember is the hall of heads. The heads, the, the hall of screaming. I thought it was heads, really especially cool. Especially once they started screaming, oh, yeah. I was like, "Oh no, 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 no! It's <laughs> not okay." That was so. Cool. I did like all of the effects in this movie. Like, like, like you were saying earlier before, it's like there was a couple of green screen shots, mm-hmm. but everything else was like, uh, I love the claymation rock dude as oh, he's yeah. like going up to the surface and back down. I loved it too. 
Um, oh, that, oh, see, I really, I really deeply disliked him. <laughs> I, but I you were didn't supposed like that to. <laughs> no, I mean, like the whole claymation aspect where he was just like in the flat wall. Yeah. Like once we got into where we were seeing the Gnome King and he was more, you know, defined in the outer rock. That stuff in the inner rock, I I don't know why that bothered me so much, but I'm like, this is just cheap, and I oh, hate really? it. Oh, really? No, I thought the and, opposite. Yeah. Because I uh, normally, because... I'm not a big fan of claymation, probably because you can, A, you can t- immediately tell it's claymation, which is like, fine, it's its yeah. thing. But um, I don't know, most of the other claymation I've seen just seems kind of lazy. Like, you, you can see some thumbprints in it, and you can see, like, where uh-huh. they kind of smush it around here and there. This one felt very, like, purposely done. And See, like, to me, it I felt like it, it was, was just cool. a few a few rectangles put together like on a flat surface and just moved around a little bit like it just i was like this is no, there were lots of like better. facial expressions in there i don't know it was cool uh, yeah i didn't yeah. Uh, i liked it i liked how you wouldn't you you wouldn't be aware of it until it mm-hmm. moved so you're like oh they are always watching them they're always following them around and i i just i don't know i thought it was yeah. really cool but the one thing that i thought was really weird about this movie and i think there's a distinct reason for it. One thing. Was that, well, uh, the thing that bothered me most was the sound on it because the whole movie sounds like a dubbed foreign film to me. It it was really weird. But then I looked at the director, uh, Walter Murch, who had only only directed two movies and most of his career, he was an editor and a sound re-recording mixer. And it made me wonder whether he literally did all of the sound in the movie as a re-recording, like, you know, like an ADR after the fact. Sure. <laughs> recording. Well, he, he's that's a very what it sounded good like. editor. Like, I remember my uh, film professors talking. He, he's written a, a book or maybe two, but they, they were talking about, like, go yeah. go read Walter Murch's book on editing. And, like, that's all you need to know about editing. So, yeah. Well, but this, but yeah, but the sound was so kind of echoey and dubbed and it, it just like didn't make sense. I feel like I noticed that the most the first time Belina talks. Oh, yes. I was like, why does Belina uh, sound like an audio animatronic from a <laughs> <theater>? <laughs> Was right. Belina the chicken? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And, and yes. By the way, I, a top a top tier character. A by chicken? Oh, <laughs> a chicken! I, I really hated Belina. I really, I like... I wrote my first note about her as she first started was, OMG, I hate the chicken. Stupid, stupid jokes. <laughs> Cheryl, who was your favorite character if you had to pick? Oh, one? gosh. Uh, <laughs> hmm. I didn't really latch on to anybody in this movie. So but uh, uh, yeah, TikTok would be mine. No. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really difficult question. This movie's full of characters. Like it weird is. little yeah. characters that have, you know, strange motives or designs. Technically, or... no more weird characters than the original movie. True. Well, True. and then I, I think yeah. especially when you look at the redesigns of some of the characters oh, that we've watched. Oh, no. sure. sure. Well, they're not really real. <laughs> that Scarecrow they're, is not. They're, they're okay. more like the it's, book. Yeah, I agree. That was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, there are the lot, yeah. illustrations yeah. of the original book. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. it, the scarecrow was utterly terrifying. Oh, when he yeah. Dorothy! <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> He's basically like a live-action goofy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, He's kinda. stumbling around. <laughs> oh, because they've never addressed <laughs> oh, God. Like, a man made completely of straw would move like that. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Yeah. I just didn't like how in the back, like in the in the coronation thing at the end, in the background, he's just sitting there and like opening and closing his mouth because his face really has no other articulations for him to do. He's like, I'll just act by doing this. Um, speaking of movement, I was uh, looking looking up like I was trying to figure out how they got TikTok to move because obviously the legs would be so far apart. Exactly, and it was an acrobat walking on his hands. No way. Oh my god. Oh right, I read that. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's so, insane. Yeah, cuz it was obviously it wasn't uh animatronic. It's, yeah, it's so wide. Exactly. And I thought that, that was so impressive. Now that makes so much more sense every time TikTok says, "Help me up, help me up, <laughs> please." Please. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's almost as crazy as finding out that Kenny Baker was inside of R2D2 the whole time. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Put a man in a trash can. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. That's how we'll do it. Look, you put a man in a trash can, we'll fall in love with the trash can. That's just <laughs> science. Uh, Get the Tin yeah. Man look like some quickly cobbled together puppet. Yeah. At the end, that uh, that was a little disturbing. And then I, I felt well. bad for the uh, the front and back half of the lion that had to carry Dorothy through. <laughs> oh, I know <laughs> through the hallway because it's it's just like two dudes on their on their hands and knees, <laughs> <laughs> trying their best. I will say though, getting back to Belina, uh, my heart broke when Toto had to stay behind oh, I know. and he had chased yeah. the buggy, and she's like, "No, Toto, guess stay, go home, go home." And then we got the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, right, dog right. Was adorable. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, the dog should be here and be talking. Oh, here, yes. Joe, was the movie pre or post Milo and Otis? Oh, or or was it, was it, which one is the one I'm thinking of? Uh, Homeward Bound? There's, Homeward Bound was 90s? Okay. I think early 90s. Which is the one where a bunch of animals had to die because of a river scene? I think that was oh, Milo gosh. and Otis, but that was like the Yeah, 70s. I think Milo oh, and Otis yeah. was so, the, the mishap. Okay. Oh, no, hold on. Uh, 86. Oh, my God. So, oh, so maybe it was better that Toto wasn't involved in this one. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. I was very impressed, speaking of stunts, just that all these children and, and people had to do. Like, the river thing was very cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I like, I really enjoy that, like, yes, we don't like the chicken, but the, the little puppet chicken <laughs> looked pretty decent yeah. because chickens don't, chickens don't really move that yes. much, but whenever yes. they cut to like a wide shot, she is carrying a live chicken around. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm very impressed with that girl for like carrying this chicken around <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> I'm going to guess that chicken was slightly sedated, but. <laughs> oh my God. No, well, if you, if you pick them up at the right angle, they won't move. Like if they're a chill yeah. enough chicken, they'll just kind of Not that out. familiar with chicken. But... <laughs> Nor do I wish you. To. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's worth it to start a podcast and not know that at some point one of your co-hosts is going to say, "I bet that chicken was slightly." <laughs> that just makes life. I'm really well, glad I could help. Oh well, also, I do want to say I feel the same way as the gnome king about eggs, like straight <laughs> eggs, raisin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of connect and I think he was my favorite character but yeah. maybe that's why I kind of connected with him right there okay so one thing I noticed about the Gnome King that I started realizing later on was as he forces them to play his little game uh, where where he turns them into ornament yes it's at, yes. the more and more they fail the more real he becomes yes like yeah. he's just yes. like a part yes. of the wall and then he starts becoming a little more human up until the point where he's wearing yeah. those ruby slippers and you're like Oh, if he had just gotten one more, he would have left that wall. 
And like, right. was that like right. his end game this whole time? Like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, oh, yeah. I, I was sorry. I was gonna say also the fact that they they seeded the Deus Ex Machina from the very beginning. Um, that's just storytelling. <laughs> I, I, I do think the thing about the Gnome King is it almost makes this movie kind of um, anti-environmentalist <laughs> because the Gnome King is like you took my gems that were in my mountain those are mine. and you made your house out of it yeah those are yeah. mine you took the earth's belongings and it's kind of Dorothy's like uh sorry but we're just gonna take them oh, well, she no. was like she was like you have so many yeah but also yeah. Dorothy yeah. was like, they he didn't take them. They were there when he came. <laughs> like right. the Emerald King yeah. was already there. So he didn't steal anything. Right. Yeah, one, I didn't know Share the wealth, Isaac man. existed. Two, I didn't know it was a referendum on blood diamonds. It's also socialist, right? Yeah. He should no, he should it, share. Isn't the the idea of Emerald City was that it was all a lie? They weren't emeralds, right? Wasn't that from one of the movies, or was it uh, was that in it, Wicked? In the, well, I oh, saw the Wicked, and now I'm all wicked. confused. In the book, <laughs> the wizard made them all wear green colored goggles. Right. So everything. So it wasn't even <laughs> emerald. So yeah. Yeah. Oh. Emerald City wasn't even made oh. of emerald. So it's kind of wow. just looking through really emerald glasses. Interesting. Yeah. Trying <laughs> to find logical goggles. through lines in Oz is just a pointless exercise. <laughs> well, I yeah, I know it's the, the it is just kind of interesting to me. Like, what does this movie like? What did they want this movie to represent? Yeah. Like, I don't know what because they they couldn't succeed fully in making it. You know, it's it's considered more or less an unofficial sequel to the uh, to the MGM yeah. one, but only because they couldn't reference it without paying MGM a boatload of money, which they did just to get the ruby slippers in. Oh, because really? In the books, Over. they're not ruby. Yeah, they're oh, that's right. Something else. Yeah. So it's the idea was that they wanted people to think of the original when watching this, but also they wanted to not. <laughs> They couldn't reference it that much. So this was like the, well, that, this was the Disney equivalent of those really terrible DVDs you see at Walmart, where it's like Atlantic Rim instead of Pacific Rim. <laughs> My, yeah, well that's that's Asylum. My favorite version of that is um, which one? Uh, Rat, Ratatouille. No. Okay, I want to watch that. Now. Yeah, I really want to watch. It's like that. an hour long. I don't care. And the I animation want to looks see horrifying. It. <laughs> But that does explain, because one of the questions I had when she got to, to the Emerald City was, what happened to all the munchkins? Like, they kind of get mentioned once, I think, and then it's not till the very end, the big celebratory scene, and there's like maybe five or six. Yeah, you're six. right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Mostly what like, happened to all of them? They only show up for parties now. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it was yeah. supposed to be that M- Mom B had turned everyone into stone. Uh-huh. Like well, she, but I mean, but you see all the stone people at the beginning and they're all, you know, typical high average height people and there are no little people. There are no munchkins. Oh, I just figured they were stone. out like in munchkin land or whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I thought that the, I guess, but I was like, oh. Oh, I guess. So, wait, cause, I know. no, I was going to say, were there munchkins in the Emerald City? Because they, they were the ones who told Dorothy how to get there. Yeah, maybe there weren't. There were I don't few. know. I just, you know. Yeah, in, in, in my research into what 
what this takes from the books and how this references the books. Uh, Oz has like a very distinct geography where different people. I live see. In different so they places. were in the so they were in the Munchkin Ghetto, is what you're telling me. That they were forced to live <laughs> elsewhere. Like that. I see well, how the, it is. Well, when she saw the busted up yellow brick road, it was kind yeah. of like, oh yeah, Mombi came through and uh, these Munchkins left yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. that's the way I took yeah. it. Yeah, all right. The Munchkins are hiding somewhere. It is my unfamiliarity anymore with the original that made me think there should be Munchkins in Emerald City. No, I agree with you. There should be (laughs) something like that, just if they they wanted that continuity. Yeah, just like a couple of stone Munchkins, you know, you don't have to. but, But at least, yeah, there were a handful at the end. The other, the other thing on that, kind of on that, was, I mean, we saw so little of the Tin Man... But Deep Roy played him, and I don't understand why. <laughs> it's like he was. This was in the '80s. He already had a career. He was already. I don't know. I mean, I guess you know, because he he was in like one of the Pink Panther movies, and he did a variety of other things. And then, of course, he kind of came back and had a resurgence of his career when he was in uh, whichever the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, whichever that one is with Tim, with the Tim Burton did, but. I was like, why did a notable actor <laughs> play a character that we saw for two seconds? Yeah, very strange to me. But it's like all he did was like move once, right? I don't know. Seemed like it. Maybe he but, was the voice? I don't know. Maybe, maybe he had a bigger role and it got cut or something. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. He's not listed as voice. Like Brian Henson. Yeah, Brian Henson's listed as voice, voice for too. Jack Pumpkinhead. And Lyle Conway is the voice of the Gump, but it's just him listed as Tin Man. So he must have been yeah. in that contraption moving at some point. Yeah, like that. Then you didn't even need a. That's another one. You didn't even need a person in there. But whatever. Hey, hey I, I guess it, it. I was just gonna say that it was a job. So I, it kept bothering me that I had never heard of this movie. And that it would have been in the time frame where I was seeing films all the time. So I did have to go back and do a little deep dive on boxofficemojo.com to see exactly what mm-hmm. was going on when this came out at the movie theaters. So there were three Wouldn't movies that been, came was, out when this dropped um, June of Was Beverly Hills Cop one of them? Beverly Hills Cop was still in the theater. It had okay. been in the theater. This was its 29th week. Wow. Whoa. And it was still Oof. in the top 15. It was the number wow. 13 yeah, film. Uh, but yeah. it came out with a very little known to the mainstream movie watchers sci-fi horror film called Life Force that Toby Hooper directed. That actually came in number four for the weekend. And Cocoon, which was, of oh. course, the number one movie oh. for that weekend. Yes, we all went to see that. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and in addition to those two movies being out at the same time, Rambo First Blood Part Two was still in the theater. The Goonies, <laughs> Fletch, oh, yeah. and the James Bond oh. film, A View to a Kill. So I was way, way preoccupied with everything else. But it did come in opening weekend at number seven, and it made $2.8 million. Uh, and for comparison, Cocoon huh. only made 7.9 this opening weekend. Oh, wow. So this was back when you know, we didn't have like millions and billions of dollars being back made. When, back when money made sense. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, it, it's week two. Uh, it, it definitely dropped 
to uh, 1.9 million, and it was up against uh, two new films, St. Elmo's Fire and Pell Rider, oh, yeah. which was Eastwood's first Western since he had done Outlaw Josie Wells. Yeah. Oh, wow. Then in week three, it just falls off a cliff completely <laughs> out of the top ten <laughs> because Much a like little when the gump, known when movie the gump called Back to the dies. Future came out. Of oh, <laughs> so, so Disney now I completely just understand why this yes. movie just because they threw it in the theater with little to no fanfare. They yeah. didn't believe in it anyway. Mm. They didn't put a lot into the marketing. So even though I was in the theater all the time, I never saw a trailer for this. Because yeah. I, I half expected watching this the other night with Elisa, I was going to like an hour in go, oh, yeah, I remember seeing something about this. <laughs> Not once. Nothing jogged my memory. I looked at all kinds of posters online. I'm like, nope, never saw that once. <laughs> On TV like I said, I, I was older than you. I was older than you, but but because uh, that what, 85? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I was still, I was like junior in high school, right? But, uh, so I do remember that it existed, but that, yeah, it definitely was never on my radar as something to go see with all, you know, I was definitely seeing Fletch and Cocoon and all those others. So, yeah, I don't think I saw Goonies in the theater and I don't know why that is, but weird things happen. Yeah. I'm more shocked. This wasn't a video store fine for me because good Lord. I was going to say, so, uh, I had the VHS of this growing up, and the things that I remember the oh. most about the the fact that it was a VHS was I over and over had to watch the trailer for Nell, and there was uh, <laughs> oh, wow. and there was a there was an ad for Pizza Hut back when Pizza Huts had dine-in service, <laughs> and it yes. was a commercial where the kid is playing left field. Um, there's a whole music video for it. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was a pizza commercial and then this movie. <laughs> nice. I kind of want to see that commercial. I, I love remembering VHS commercials. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We'll be right back with more. It's on my list. Hey, folks, this is Joe Myers. When I'm not waxing poetic about classic and cult films that I should have watched ages ago, you can hear me talk all things horror on the podcast Macabre with my fellow co host, Chris Duck. And Jenny Duquette. Join us each week for horror-related news, movie and show reviews, film franchise focuses, director and actor spotlights, and much more. Podcast Macabre is available via our website, our Lipson hosting site, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, with new episodes available every Monday. You can find us at podcastmacabre.com and follow our social media accounts on Facebook and under at Podcast Macabre on Twitter and Instagram. So, right, friends, please subscribe to, rate, and review the show. And remember, don't be afraid of the dark. Be afraid of what's in it. Also, it was to say, Joe, I mean, like, aside from it being confusing because it's not a sequel to the original film, which was like decades before this one, um, I also don't think it would have been in the wheelhouse for a young boy in the 80s. Like, it, like it's Oz that doesn't really yeah. sell. And like even and I bet the people who did watch it thinking it was going to be like the original Oz, the next day was word of mouth being like, it is not Oz. Don't watch this. It's absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with Oz. So I remember thinking I took that. the kid. Much scarier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The parents going, I took the kids. They were terrified. <laughs> don't take your kids. I don't know, but to me, this was, like, no scarier than, like, like you were saying, like, Gremlins or NeverEnding Story or any of that. 
Right, right. Like 80s, yeah, but eighties kid. But as a little film. kid, I don't know. Well, the risk yeah. was when I was a kid. Those the 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 flying monkeys did terrify me. You know, as a little uh-huh. little kid, mm-hmm. I can't imagine watching this at the age of five or six years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That heads. would mess me up. Yeah, this is really dark. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to wonder how many parents took their kids to see it, thinking, "Oh, I love yes. Wizard of Oz." When <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's go see Just the got sequel. Gaslit by this movie. Without, yeah, <laughs> mommy, why did I have to watch a movie where the man cut himself up until he was ten? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I did have a nightmare that night. Night. I don't think no. that it was directly inspired by this movie but i thought well but you know sure, certainly didn't help <laughs> right you, you eat an egg before you went to bed <laughs> i will say like in uh, like just back to the sound mix a little bit uh, to me this sound felt a little weird maybe not the adr thing that cheryl was talking about but um it was one of those movies where Yes, Walter Murch wants you to listen to like every bit of sound he puts in because they put the dialogue pretty low so that you have to turn it up so that when Mr. Gnome King starts destroying the mountain, I thought my subwoofer was going to like punch a hole through the floor. It's like, like, I don't get this much action from the subwoofer watching like Star Wars. It was insane. You had to be there. They, they wanted to. I had, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good thing there's nobody below me. The ADR thing, I know for a fact, Ozma, because I saw it in my research, uh, the original actress sounded too British for him. So he he actually had his daughter redub the line. So I know that one for certain. But that didn't bother me because it it added to, like, the ghostly thing of her to me. You know, that is the the one thing with this movie, having seen it before. Even in the second time around, I thought, why... We need more Ozma. Like, I, I want her yeah, to be more kind of, of a presence weird. throughout yeah. the whole film. That would film. have been good. A little more uh, backstory and understanding of why she was there. Cause, yeah. And and I, I, I think, so in my research into the books, uh, there's this narrative thing that they do where the main character of the second book... Uh, turns out to be Ozma. Mombi had transformed Ozma into a different person. Oh, interesting. And so it's kind of that character huh. finding out that they are the the princess of Oz. Well, that's fun. And <laughs> Mombi had Mombi had imprisoned the the royal lineage and basically destroyed the royalty of Oz and then transformed uh, Ozma and, and hidden her away. So it is. It, it that is like all removed from this film. Well, I mean, it is yeah. just so we can have Dorothy. It's, it's back. funny to have <laughs> to like realize that what th- that there is a power vacuum that happens when you destroy the Wicked Witch of the West. Like, okay, so the villainy's not done. They they were just biding their time for the other evil to go away. Yeah, it's definitely in in the books. I, Frank Elbaum was like, he must have been really into politics, but only in a fantasy sure. way. Because he has all these, uh, yeah, yeah, he has all these little things going on. Like uh, Glinda is the one that takes care of Mombi, but Dorothy and Ozma say, "Oh, you can't kill Mombi." Like they don't. They're they're very like, you know, Ozma is like a very pacifistic ruler. Uh, and so it just turns into this whole because, but for a movie, we we want to see them, you know, we want to see the witch get hit with the water and die, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's so funny how Oz works. Gonna... You can assassinate villains with water and an egg. 
<laughs> the, right. Yes, the most common now, the next things. One's, if you add flour, the, you can make a cake. <laughs> mm, what, what is it? Jake, Water, eggs, and, and houses. That's those are the murder weapons. And he hates bakeries. House you guys. cake. I think he just hates Kansas. <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, I don't think I've ever been there. That's that's mean. That's wrong. And we've lost all. Uh, <laughs> sharp Kansas. But drop off we're not in Kansas now that we're anymore. discussing. <laughs> now that we're discussing Kansas, I did when you mentioned two two British. Uh, I thought that it's interesting that this movie was filmed entirely in the UK. No way. Uh, <laughs> Yes, and and the Kansas scenes were filmed on Salisbury Plain, where I have been, uh, and uh, yeah, the whole thing is all around uh, Britain, and that's it. Elstree Studios, of course, uh, Salisbury Plain, uh, Herefordshire, Whippendale Woods. <laughs> I don't know most British names. I've London, ever heard. yeah, well known, but uh, that's right. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so it it's actually a British movie, which is, I mean, filmed in Britain anyway, which is weird. That, but, maybe that explains some of the, the horror puppetry. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God, because it was like straight out of Doctor Who. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they do tend to have the more frightening children's stories over that way, you know? <laughs> We tend to, well, over here, we kind of took all the European and British and everything. We and, took all the scary parts out. And yes, and made them much, much After nicer. After you survive the Blitz, there's really nothing that'll scare your children. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. <laughs> Aldrin, I have to know, have you successfully shown this film to, to other people and gotten them on board? Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone's... There aren't a lot of people who are receptive to watching an old 80s children's movie, no matter how much you talk it up. <laughs> so, um, but I will say, like, you know, it is it is like a fun little like, hey, did you ever watch Return to Oz? Oh, my God, I remember Return to Oz. Like, that's about as far okay. as it gets. Like, it's a, it's a talking piece. It's not anything anyone's ever No, no like, intellectual oh, deep dives. Right. There's no, there's no like, I got to go watch that movie sometime. Ah. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm, well, unless I'm, you say, it, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Elisa. I'm glad I watched it. I I enjoyed it. I especially, you know, because I do like the dark and creepy movies, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that lens. I'm I'm glad we got to watch it for this because I I, I missed it. I again, it, I didn't recognize it as the tried and true Wizard of Oz that I grew up with. Um, ah. So I I never turned to it because I just thought, oh, it's just some weird ripoff, you know. Um, but I, I really liked it. I liked the dark characters and the weird creepiness and the very 80s look of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a good time. There's definitely nothing over the rainbow having to do with this movie. No, not at all. Yeah, I was kind of glad for that, too, for having been forced to watch it uh, <laughs> against my will. But discovering that it's not bad, you know, like, oh, OK, I don't have to like. I don't feel the same way about this movie that I do about The Wizard of Oz, which seems an odd thing to say, but, uh, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate the experience. I thought there was interesting stuff in it. I, in the end, I didn't feel like there was much to it. I didn't feel, even though there was a lot that went on, I didn't feel like there was much that happened mm-hmm. as 
I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel like a lot. Uh, the same can be said for a lot of kids' movies, though. It's yes. just kind of yeah. Like, there's just not a ton of substance <laughs> stuff happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, but <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I I know now. It's not what I thought it was. I will say it. It it's an interesting take on a on a dark side movie because there's a lot of movies that try to have a a dark take on a lighter heart movie, and this one isn't crass in any way like it just it it feels like the tone is definitely darker but it's not like there's blood it's not like dorothy has to go through some kind of like life altering mind shattering experience to to win um (laughs) but like it's definitely not a sing-along and uh (laughs) it's not a technicolor dream (laughs) like it's yeah yeah you know uh yeah i don't know it there's something about it that just kind of like sticks out uh, in my in my nostalgia, I don't think there's really ever been anything like it uh, afterwards. Um, no. Yeah. You no. Know, like you know, I guess you could say all of Disney's live action remakes so far are kind of on par. Maybe I don't oh, know. Oh man. <laughs> well, and like the the only thing. So I, I I'll admit I've never seen. I've actually never seen it. Never ending story. I've only read the book. But oh. I know enough about. It, it, it the I'm trying to think of the the main elements that made me think of that. Art but, but where, in Swamp of Sorrow. A little bit, but mm-hmm. um, uh, where she has to save Ozma, who is like the the ruler of that realm. Like that's right. kind of the whole point, never ending story, where it's like they haven't really met that many times, but it's like I have to save this person. Um, and then it, and then it reminded me of again, I haven't seen this either, but the Tim Burton. Alice in Wonderland movies where he made the sequel where it's like it's like Alice returns to Wonderland or whatever and so she has to deal with all of the I don't know the consequences of her previous actions but here it's like it's it's not like Dorothy <laughs> Dorothy right. messed well, up Oz and then left the the big well it's not just messed up it's it's that all of a sudden now everyone knows your name right yeah. come back you're you back. Come back and it's like you're that one yeah you're Dorothy yeah. we know who you are because you came here and did things before yeah and you you changed <laughs> well, that, our whole world yeah yeah yeah, I liked though that that in the end, and there was a moment where I think she really recognized it, where she was kind of responsible for everything bad that had happened, because those ruby slippers fell off her feet. Yeah, now, she true. didn't like purposely take them off, but it just you know it it happened, and that's how the gnome king got those slippers and and started you know all the trouble. So it was like oh. She was already upset to have had to leave Oz and to have lost those shoes. But now to find out that in losing them, she basically destroyed large swaths of Oz. You know, it's kind of a bummer. (laughs) Dorothy Gale, Destroyer of Worlds. And they do kind of mention it, but what happened to the wizard? Oh, Mm. right. Yeah. Because he still sticks around. Yeah, he flew away in his balloon, and then and then she was like, "You need to take me home." He's like, "I can't hear you, bye." And then that's why that's why the good witch got to send her Sucks home. Sucks to be you. Yeah. He just now I'm thinking of Doofenshmirtz as the wizard. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh, she's too far away. <laughs> bye. This does. I, I do have to say, so Disney Disney did this, and then many years later, they came back to Oz, but this time they did a prequel. Oh, gosh, really? Uh, Oz the Great and Powerful 
Oh, oh. Uh, Jam- James yeah, I, I watched right. that in the theater because I had I nothing saw else to do. Like fifteen or twenty minutes of that. To me, that felt like a, a like a very PG inverse version of Wicked, where it was like he yeah. was stuck in this like love triangle and he had to like die. It was. I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't blame it, had nothing. Yeah, had yeah, nothing to do like, with anything oh, really. I don't care. I also have never seen Wicked, so. Me either. Oh. Oh gosh. If if <laughs> well, I had to I, pick I think one, I'd pick Return. I guess. <laughs> it's more yeah, funny the, that the Disney for me. Disney keeps trying, and they just they won't do the original, but they can do prequels and sequels. <laughs> well, hey, if the IP is free, then just go for it. <laughs> well, the now now it is in the public domain. It's been. Uh, oh, the yeah. original books have been uh, the books and the imagery in the books are in the public domain. But the thing is. Uh, what I'd heard was that MGM uh, MGM fights it. <laughs> MGM can can claim like ruby slippers because like I, I guess in the books they were silver or something, and so they mm-hmm. they can claim the stuff that they've specifically added, but yeah. but not like mm-hmm. they can't claim the name Dorothy or Yellow Brick Road or all of that stuff. Right. So. Well, here's here's a tangent oh for you. Did did y'all go to um, MGM Grand when it first opened in Las yes. Vegas? Yes, yes, I did. I remember they had the whole Wizard of Oz thing up front oh, there. Gosh, before, I'd before about the that. big overhaul, it was just it was all Wizard of Oz. Like they were yeah. banking the entire theme on Wizard of Oz. Yes, it, so well, much so that you walk through like green. the lion's head. Yes, oh, that's yes. kind of cool. It is. Yeah. It was all Absolutely. emerald. Yeah, yeah. When you went inside, and there was like a whole. Yeah, Wizard of Yellow Oz display Blake. thingy there. Yeah, like all oh, it was huge. Yeah, gosh, I'd forgotten all about that. <laughs> uh, that that reminds me, the Disney did. I mean, the original it opened as Disney MGM Studios, the uh, the theme yeah. park in Florida, which is now known as Disney Hollywood Studios. But they had the great movie ride, yeah. and that had a whole segment of um. I remember that one of Wizard of Oz. It had a lot of weird segments. The Great Movie Ride was odd. It was odd. I'm glad I got I remember, to go on it once. Yeah, I went on it once, odd. and I was I was like a little bit young, and so I would did it with my mom. And anytime we came to like the alien section, mom would be like, "All right, close yeah. your eyes, okay, and you can open your eyes for Singing in the Rain." Like, <laughs> selective. Uh, <laughs> oh, so uh, just a, a side note. Um, I remember as a kid, really wanting to try the. Um, Hot melted silver and the limestone pie. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that freaked me out. I was like, uh, "Why is the poisoning her with sulfur?" Yes. The pie I wanted to try, but the uh, yeah, I I was very happy when Dorothy like just so, slid the melted silver over was away it, from was her. It she was like, or yeah, sulfur? sulfur." I thought he said sulfur. Oh, sulfur. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, whichever it was. <laughs> Either way, I don't Scary. want to drink it. Also, a cruel game to play. Just go in there and, and touch things and say, "Ah, oh, you'll become an yeah. ornament. You'll become a knickknack." Yes. Michael. Right. Well, it wasn't. Even, yeah, it wasn't even like say, "Ah, it was like guess a word." I'm like, "Do you know how many words there are?" Also, <laughs> a lot of words. Also, all you had to do was find the ones that were green. Pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, once they once there was one sitting there that in in your our view as the viewer, I was like, right. "Oh yeah, it's the green <laughs> yeah, one." Of course. Like, <laughs> this isn't that children. hard once I see it. <laughs> <laughs> See that whole scene. I'm like, whoever wrote I, the Last I, Crusade with Indiana Jones oh, having to pick yeah. that? Oh my god! Like, that's where they got it from. Yeah, 
<laughs> I just was so annoyed that uh, Dor- Dorothy had no um, strategy. She just grabbed the first thing she saw. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Because tic- TikTok yeah. was like, all right, I got a plan. I'm going to turn into a thing and you see what it is and we'll see what happens. And then the lights yeah. just shut off. Yeah, well, ah. that's work. Leave it to the army of Oz to screw things up. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that was I, I did think that was also a fun little mechanic of like, oh, if his if one of his little knobs stops going, he'll just act weird. <laughs> like Yeah. Oh no, his they even make a little yeah, comment I, where, where he's like Oh yeah, the like, little joke. Well, I wound up his speech and I wound up his action, but not his brain. And he's like, Well wait, if he's if he's doesn't have any brains, how can he talk? People do it all the time, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> totally normal yeah i thought it was interesting that here he was supposed to be you know part of the army and they put s- such a small amount of of yeah. winding on him like everything <laughs> yeah. runs out so fast. so fast like what is the point That's of why this? they have to shelve the ball <laughs> yeah i guess so but his little his little plaque says he would he would uh what guaranteed right, for a thousand right. years or something yeah. Like, all right. Not a <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that's an old Stephen Wright. Open 24 hours a day. Not in a row. Not in a row. <laughs> that's good. I think the moral of this story for the Return to Oz is it doesn't matter if she's your Auntie M or if she's your mother, Margaret. If you find yourself as a young girl in a film with Piper Laurie and she's your custodian, you're going to have a bad time. Wow. <laughs> you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> nice. I'm Elisa Gonzalez. I can be found on Twitter at this Elisa. And um, Aldrin, do you have anything to uh, plug? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as at acorneho. Um, I also have an art account on Instagram, which is a underscore RT underscore Neho. It's on the first one. So whatever, that's difficult. And um, I guess if you have TBS, um, watch American Dad so I can keep working on that show. Thank you. It's a good show. Hey, me too. I work on music prep. So oh, (laughs) I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Uh, we do most of the Fox stuff. You need to brag more, Bethany. Cool. Yeah. Eh. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's one, not to go on a tangent, but it's one of those things where it's like, it sounds cool at parties and you see what I actually do. It's like, oh, you're just, it's just a desk job. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I move notes around on a page. Better than we can say. You're responsible for yeah. uh, the do 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 whatever we have uh, transition. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, transitions. Like I always, I always default to the Family Guy. So dibba 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 do We we have a very distinct style that's totally separate from that show. Yes, yes, <laughs> completely. <laughs> um, but yeah, but thanks for having me. This was really fun. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. It was awesome. All right, I'll continue. Uh, I'm Andrew Lindy. Uh, you can find me on other podcasts, such as Nothing New, a remake podcast, which I hope was Justin Kizan. Uh, every month we talk about film remakes. Uh, this would not qualify, I'll just say. That. <laughs> uh, 
this is definitely a sequel. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can find that at BenViewNetwork.com, uh, as well as other podcasts that I have taken part of but have come to a close, such as Dunstan Checks Men. Uh, that one is, is gone and done and in the books, but you can listen to all the episodes where we watch one minute at a time the 1996 ape film Dunstan Checks In. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcaster Andrew. I'm Bethany Brinton. I'm a musician and composer. You can find me on all of the social things at Bethany Brinton. And we are It's On My List. We can find us at all the social things at It's On My List Pod, Facebook, Twitter, and then It's On My List Pod at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Suggest any movies that might be on your lists, uh, whether or not you like this one, and which of the, I guess, weird trio of Oz films you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> And I am Cheryl Jones. You can find me across social media at Speedway CJ. Uh, continue waiting for my upcoming podcast, My Core 4. I was just doing a lot of thinking about that this morning. And uh, you can listen to five years of Movies Made Me on all your favorite podcast apps. And I'm Joe Myers. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Joe Myers. I also co-host a horror podcast called The Podcast Macabre. You can find us at podcastmacabre.com and find all of our social media presence there as well. And this has been It's On My List.